I just didn't want to fail. I, yeah. I was at that point where I'm like, I cannot fail. Like, whether it's my neighborhood, my friends, my family, I just refused to fail. You know, and there's all the cliche statements, you know, uh, hard work, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, it's kind of true. I just, I wouldn't take no for an answer. I wouldn't give up. I remember putting a sticker up at the local junior college I was going to, and then someone wrote underneath of it, bankrupt. Shit like that sticks in my head. I would have made a shirt out of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have Uncle Jeremy from Sullen with us. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Of course, dude. Super excited for today. <laughs> a lot of guys. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just, he said Uncle Jeremy, and I just <laughs> just pictured like Cham, Cam chilling with his uncle, dude. <laughs> like I'm so happy you're here, dog. How you gonna mess up the first thing? You don't have to call me Uncle Jeremy. We got Uncle Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dude. That is the you. Instagram. <laughs> and as a fellow uncle, I, I I do like the phrase. So makes me feel. Me too. As a youngin, it just feels like natural coming out of my mouth. <laughs> no, you look like the kind of guy who says unk. Oh, what's up, unk? Yep. See? <laughs> we only have one, right? Yeah. That you know of. One uncle? That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latin, baby. I got 16 of them. <laughs> I actually have a bunch of uncles, too. Weird flex. What? Weird flex. I don't know if it was a flex or so much <laughs> as a statement. <laughs> just saying things out loud. Observation. <laughs> Nice. Are you in Luke's chair? Nice. New one? Damn right. <laughs> Danny's new Game podcast like chair. Nice, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this thing has heated seats, man. It's crazy. Dude, he was stoked about getting that chair. Does it really have heated seats? This, no, this one? Uh, just one of the artists got a new or, chair. Or Kyla Seth. You know what that chair reminds yeah, me of? What? Like what? Seth's old chair that peeled everywhere in the shop. Nice. That's what that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just gonna be fake leather peel all over the shop, dude. My my buddy, he used to do all my bookings. He would sit right there, and like that was his station. And uh, you know, he he started doing well. And I feel like whenever anyone does well, there's always like that first thing that they buy. He decided to buy like a three thousand dollar office chair (laughs) to sit in, and he wouldn't let anyone sit in it. And he would just like he, but he wanted you to know how comfortable (laughs) it. The chair was pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I remember we like he's like he's like it's time to get a new chair. I'm like okay, cool. Like where do you want to go? Like we can go to you know this store, this store. If you really like want to go crazy, we can go to like Relaxivac. He's like yeah, let's go to Relaxivac. I'm like, all right, whatever, I don't care. So we go in, and it's like, the guy kind of lets us know, like, yo, our starter chair is $1,200. And I didn't even know that. I was like, damn, that's kind of expensive, <laughs> you know? And Seth's like, what, what's your most comfortable chair, you know? Like, he's ready, bro. He wants this guy to know that he can buy every chair in there. And the guy's like, well, it's this, but it's $3,000. In my head, I've already answered for him. I'm like, no, nah, we're not getting He's like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right. I guess that's the chair. You think they pretty woman people at that place? Uh, I mean, you look like you're broke. Yeah, this tattooed dude in sandals walking in. They're like, hey, guy, give me the most expensive chair. I think tattooers in general like to do that. Yeah, 
They like to look terrible and then go to like a nice dinner or something. Yeah. You know, Cam's <laughs> yeah. doing it right now. Look at him. Record, scr- <laughs> record scratches after a convention. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dinner after a convention. But aren't tattooers kind of like that, anyways? You guys, when you first start tattooing, you got all this money in your pocket, right? You know, it is burning in your pocket. And you go buy dumb yeah. shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This first year of making money's been crazy. <laughs> I'm just buying all the shit I don't need. Yeah, we made a skit about like it, what? and it came into fruition. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. What do you get? It's not even like, it's like you start to like just be like, not care about like the little fees or just things like you cared about before. You're just like, oh, I got it. You know? I'm just like, you don't like sweat the little things. You just, you're just like, I'm gonna enjoy this little Fuck bit of money yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah, I went to a fuckload of hockey games. And that Damn. got expensive. When I first started like getting paid after the apprenticeship, I was just buying like cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> that's it I'm like yeah I'm good bro. this is all I need because that was always the fear was I was going to run out of cigarettes definitely buying a lot more definitely right needed now. to fix my car but yeah me too but I'm was, still haven't put any money into John, that yeah <laughs> future Cam's problem yeah you know Cam's balling when he always gets the faster option on Uber Eats like, yeah <laughs> we're pressing priority babe <laughs> so you did let us know that you're related to our guest you didn't tell us anything about him. Let him know. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Jeremy is a co-owner. Yeah. Co-owner of Sullen Clothing, you know, tattooed inspired apparel, huge in the industry. Um, if you haven't seen him, you've probably been living under a rock. Probably haven't been looking. <laughs> yeah, you probably haven't been looking. You've probably never been to a convention either. <laughs> but um, When did the super company dope. start? Oh, shit. It's going to age me. Uh, 2001. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Cam was born. That's my that's my birth year. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah wow. That's wild. <laughs> but we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So I kind of don't count the first five or six years. We were running out of our apartment. Yeah. You know, like trying to find ourselves. It was like year, probably year seven when we started figuring it out. But yeah. Yeah, because as long as I've been in the industry, I've seen the, the logo, you know, which is cool, man. So the your partner, how did you guys meet? How did it start? So I'm not a tattooer. My business partner is um, grammar school. Uh, his parents moved him out to Arizona, like, senior year. My bad, junior high. Um, we kind of, like, lost touch. He wasn't really a friend when we were younger, but then we got reacquainted. And uh, he's like, dude, come out to Arizona. Um, we got reacquainted through a mutual friend. I went, down, went out to Arizona with him, hit it off. I ended up actually moving out to Arizona for a few, for a few months, uh, trying to go to school. It wasn't for me. But um, he got accepted to oh, – let me, let me rewind that. He got an apprenticeship, started tattooing in Arizona. I moved back to California. He ended up getting accepted to the Art Center Pasadena. It's, like, I guess, like the number two art school in the nation. So he actually was – he moved to California. Well, now he's back in California with kind of like my, my posse. And uh, he – like our, his last semester in school, he kind of – that's when we decided to start it. So he kind of had like a – you know, his, his – uh, his professor was kind of helping him out, you know, like yeah. first catalog, first website, stuff like cool. that. But we didn't know what the hell we were doing. This was like early 20s for you yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably like, I think I was 25. Yeah, 25. And, uh, you know, growing up in Southern California, you've been to Southern California, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of clothing companies that, that start there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. in Orange County, you see the Volcoms and Stussies and Rucas, and, 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 and they all started right there, you know? So we just kind of got inspired, you know, as a, as a house party. Uh, as my sister's. 21st birthday and we were all sitting around the backyard and just kind of started talking about it we're like yeah we should do that we should do this and it was just an idea at first right and uh 
And yeah, we said, fuck it. And we went for it. You know, it's just like people ask me why. I don't know why. We just didn't really want to wear, I don't know, suits and ties. Yeah. We wanted <laughs> to have a cool job. We, and then once we, once we started going for it, you know, then it was like, we just did not want to fail. Yeah. You know, so it's like when someone asks me what I do for a living, it's almost kind of, it sounds silly saying it out loud. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I have a, I have a clothing company. I have a t-shirt company. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, okay. You got a clothing company. It's like starting <laughs> a band. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm in a band. You know, but, um, I rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if, depending on who I'm talking to, you know, but anyways, no, we knew we wanted to start the company. So then I was kind of sitting around with a notepad and a pen trying to think of what to call it. And what experience have you guys had thus far? I mean, he had art school apprenticeship. Was he like full-time tattooing yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, he did his apprenticeship for a year or two before he got accepted to Art Center in Pasadena, and then he was tattooing all of us on the side. So in California, sure. he's tattooing us out of his apartment, you know. What about for you? Uh, for me, I was um, I was good at throwing parties. Nice. Like, <laughs> my parents would leave on the weekends, yeah. and I kind of had a big party crew around me, and but it was that type of crew where they knew my parents, my parents knew them. My parents knew I was kind of having parties in yeah. high school and shit, you know? So, like, event coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I brought, I brought people together, you know? A um, little bit of a promoter. I was a bartender. I liked getting tattooed. Um, you know, hanging out with Ryan, going to tattoo conventions, and hanging out with his tattooer friends, I kind of learned, I guess, the language a little bit, you know? Sure. Like, certain things, do's and don'ts, things you don't say. You know, I learned that... Um, don't bug my friend at the bar and talk about tattoos, right. you know, because <laughs> don't talk about the tattoo you're not going to get next yeah. week. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started noticing these things. Every time we'd go out, people wanted to talk to him about tattoos or tattoo ideas, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I would, I would like almost shield him, you know, like, no, dude, Ryan's, Ryan's off the clock. We're not talking <laughs> tattoos today, you know, but um, so, yeah, I, I kind of became passionate about it. You know, like I, I dug the tattoo industry, culture. I liked getting tattooed. And, uh, and yeah, so Ryan was tattooing all of us. But when we first started it, we kind of were going like action sports. You know, we kind of had like a skate team and a surf team. And, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we had a BMX team. That's what we thought we were supposed to do. Cause, you right, because everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Right. But that's the reason why we shouldn't have been doing it. Right. You know, because then we realized, oh, we're not pro surfers. We're not pro skaters. You know, we, we might have grew up doing it a little bit on the side, but... Dude, you got to be like a pro skater to start a skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were trying to find ourselves, you know, and like, um, like were I said, Ryan's, any? the art had a tattoo aesthetic, but Ryan was weary of going after the tattoo scene just because he came from an old school apprenticeship. You know, he, too, he knew, you know, it was a protected culture. People didn't want you exploiting it. Was anyone doing that with the tattoo industry, to your knowledge, at that point? There was a couple that were teetering. Like, yeah. there, well, there was a few of us teasing with it, you know, and then when we went after it, it was like, all right, let's throw our flag in the ground right. and let's, let's own this. Once we realized, you know, there was, there was like three kind of aha moments, you know, like after the clothing company started and we, we got out of our apartment and got our first little tiny garage warehouse, um, there's a few kind of aha moments went off. One of them, Ryan and I would get together, you know, at the end of the night and he'd be sketching and drawing and. I'd be, I don't know, surfing the web, trying to come up with T-shirt designs, whatever. We're just sitting there together trying to create shirts, yeah, yeah. catalogs, you know, you name it. And uh, there was a couple sketches on the table, and I was like, dude, what about that right there? That's sick as fuck. He's like, no, nah, that's a tattoo I'm doing later this week. There's actually two of them. 
I'm like, dude, you should put that on a shirt. That looks yeah. cool. And it was a rough sketch. It was a skull with a wing and a banner, you know, and the other one was another skull with like some roses and wind blowing or something, but they both look cool, rough sketches. And I convinced him, I was like, you should put those on shirts. He's like, no, those are, that's for tattoos. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and those are like the first two shirts that got us in a chain store, Tilly's. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right around that time, Ryan was trying to get tattooed by Nico Hurtado. Yeah, okay. And Nico was big locally, but he wasn't the Nico he is today, you yeah. know? And, uh, and, and, and Nico's like, oh, maybe we'll do some trade, you know? There's this art I want to put on a shirt. And uh, Ryan showed me the art. I was like, dude, you should ask him if we can put Solon on a few of those. And he asked Nico. And Nico's like, fuck it, put it on all of them. Cool. And then that shirt, you know, killed it for us. Yeah. And then all around the same time, and chronologically, I don't know exactly what happened first, but then Ryan started, Ryan got introduced to another tattooer that he started drawing with. And this guy's Tom Berg. He wasn't, he's not real big on social media. He's a dope black and gray tattooer. And they started, like, doing this art fusion and came out with a few shirts. There was another guy in the shop, you know, who I remember Ryan come back. He's like, oh, there's, there's this little dude in the back. He says he wants to draw, too. He's, he's dope. It was Carlos Torres. You know, so, like, <laughs> having Carlos Torres, Nico Hurtado, and Tom Berg, have three of our first artists, it was kind of like, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Ryan's hand-drawn tattoo artwork just got us in Tilly's, and Nico's shirt's killing it, and now we're getting to Carlos Torres. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing. So – the skating, BMX, all the action sports things started getting smaller and smaller. Right. But then as a brand, it's our job to storytell all day, every day. So it's right. just like, okay, tattooed athletes, you know? So then we're, you know, we're fucking with, you know, athletes that are tattooed only right. and doing that storytelling. So, yeah, that's kind of how we found our way into the, into the tattoo world, even though Ryan was a tattooer. But it kind of, it took us some years to get there, you know? I mean, you said it started in the apartment? And that was like picking designs and, okay, where are we going to order shirts from? How are we going to print? Totally. Yeah, I'm, I apologize. I'm all over the place. No, no, you're cool. I've told this story so many times, and every time it's different. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, we had, like, I think three shirts and four hats. And okay. I had a wraparound couch, and we would have all the product on the couch. We'd yeah. have friends come over and, you know, support. I mean, even, like, the way we came up with our first logo, we had a Super Bowl party where we had all of our friends over. It was a big party, and Ryan had, like, 70 different logos on there, and everyone marked their favorite logo, mm. you know? And those were, like, I think three of our first shirts. Yeah. You know, where everyone marked their favorites. Which I feel like that's a tough part, is picking a logo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then how do you come up with the name? The name was um, us sitting around, and uh, like I said, a notepad and a pen, writing all these different names, and, and, and I laugh because some of the names that we almost went with, God, I'm so glad we, we didn't. But, um, yeah, like, Ryan wanted to call it Broke at one point in time. Broke? Broke. Yeah. He, but he's an artist, so he's, like, thinking all these things he can draw with yeah. Broke. But I'm like, no one wants to wear a shirt that says Broke. Like, yeah. you know, but, um, no, it was actually, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a an art project. He had to do a uh, comic book cover. And he painted me and another friend, and I'm, like, in a leather jacket, my hat backwards, holding a gun. My other friend's, like, a superhero. And he, yeah. named, he named it Solon. And I was like, what about that right there? What's that? He's like, that's a art project i was like what's solon and i didn't know the definition of solon you know the definition's like dark eerie creepy gloomy right. and uh and i was like what's that what's solon and we started talking about it and from an artist he liked that it was symmetrical you know uh consonant vowel yeah, yeah. ll vowel consonant so he, he was a letter he's kind of like a lettering black and gray guy he's a street shop guy but lettering in black and gray is what he likes to do the most so he liked the way you know the word spread out um the definition fit for tattoo artwork right. when you're drawing skulls all the time and i don't know 
it just kind of rolled off the tongue nice. We're, you know, we're like, yeah, you know, like, like Volcom. What's Volcom? I don't know right. what Volcom means. So. I actually kind of like broke. <laughs> I think we were like, it's funny you say that because like not too long ago we were trying to start this other new company and one of the names I'm pretty sure was broke <laughs> must be a letter, letter lettering thing because that would look nice on like a train or something you know <laughs> For sure, for sure. Selling's better, but <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Broke's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then and then the uh, our first logo was actually an S, and uh, you know it's kind of like a it was a little bit of like a tattoo looking tribal S, like two pieces together made yeah. the S. And Ryan hated it. And there's people out there that got that tattooed on them. You know, we were friends with one of the artists over at Hurley, and he used to always say like the guy who created the Hurley H like absolutely hated it. like any anyone who creates a logo hates that logo according to some of my industry friends in the clothing game, you know, Ryan hated the S he absolutely hated it. And uh, he always said, I want to come up with uh, some sort of an icon that, that story tells by itself, you know, rather yeah. than just a letter. And uh, it was probably, I don't know, maybe year seven or eight. Um, this local dude, he had a shop down on main street in Huntington, which is, you know, a hot spot down there in Huntington. And, uh, he was selling like prints and she clays and, and some shirts and he hit us up. He was struggling. He's like, Hey, you guys want to put your stuff in here? You know? And, and we went ahead, like, I don't know. I don't know if we talked him into it, but we, we changed the whole name of the shop and, and we called it black ink gallery. And it was, you know, selling art and prints and our clothing and stuff. And, and Ryan came up with the, with our logo with, with the badge logo for that. So it was actually for this shop. Well, this dude like ends up, I don't know, a couple months goes by and he, he bought a screen printer and pretty much closed up the shop, shop overnight. He kind of burned us, whatever. But then Ryan's like, dude, what about making this our logo? And he designed it for this art gallery. He's like, what about making this our logo? And I was like, fuck yeah, I love it. Tattooed on me. And he tattooed <laughs> on me two days later. That's Hell the first yeah. Solon badge right there. And, you know, now fast forward, you know, 10, 15 years later, <laughs> there's people getting that shit tattooed yeah. all over their mm -hmm. body, you know, yeah. like. Every other day, I'm fucking. I got people tagging us, and trust me, it never gets old. I love that. Yeah, shit. fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be super cool because I've seen a bunch of them, and I like like little twists artists put on exactly. Them and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. And you know, there's been so many hundreds of them done, but then to see still people getting creative with it, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like when artists, you know, want to do a shirt with us, like that's kind of like the low hanging fruit. It's like you can always do your rendition of a Solon badge, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we got we got lucky with that. So I'm just trying to <clears throat> envision that. Like, you're sitting with your boy. You're like, we're going to do this. No clothing experience, really, right? No. You're like, all right, we think we should, we should probably make a catalog, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, all right, well, how many articles are in a catalog? Dude, we were such dorks. Right? Do we do one? Do we do seven? You know, do we do, you know, shorts, hats, T-shirts? You probably, it's probably stressful. I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Trying to figure this out. Yeah, and then the you know a little bit of money. Yeah, that we have put we it. We can't into waste it. it. You know, we can't order shit that don't sell. Yeah, exactly. All right, I guess we'll. What you guys started with t-shirts and hats, right? Yeah, I think that was a good move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, those are still in. So where do you source it locally? Yeah, man, we just uh, we just started learning. Right. You know, meeting people, going to trade shows, you know, because there's like, there's different kinds of trade shows. You know, you got your wholesale yeah. trade shows with a buyer show, but then you got your also your production trade shows, you know, where you go and you're meeting people. And, you know, these guys are salespeople too. So word gets out, you know, right. that there's these kids with money trying to do clothing, right. you know, so all of a sudden people are coming to you as well. But yeah, you're, um, you know, 
there's like screen printers on every corner, like liquor stores and pawn shops. You right. know, there's, 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 uh, there's so many industry people around there. So it's like you meet one guy and he introduces this guy. And, and yeah, we just started doing research. But a lot of it was trial and error as well. I mean, right. some of the product that we printed on back in the day, because we always wanted to pride ourselves on, on, on the quality. Yeah. But we were fucking nerds back then. Like we would do like the ASR trade show is the big trade show down there in San Diego. And this is the industry, you know, like you can't get in there without a buyer's badge or, or, or right. a wholesaler badge. And we'd sit out front like, bugging people to give us their badge when they left, you know? Yeah. And then we'd go in there and we would just fl flood that place, litter it with a bunch of horrible threefold catalogs. You know, you're just not doing it right. Because, you know, it's like you're kind of trying to sell cool, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're trying to have this, this, this thing. And we would just demolish the place. We just went overboard. We, I look <laughs> back, I get embarrassed. Because, I mean, we actually made this part I'm not embarrassed about, but we made stickers before we made products. So we knew what the brand was going to be, and while we were waiting for the product to be made, stickers came in sooner. We would dress in all black, and we would go out, and we would demolish, like from the Mexican border all the way up to, you know, freaking Bay Area. We would get on, on and off freeways in the middle of the night. Four of us get out, pop, 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 get in, and, you know, we'd come home with a backpack full of, you know, 800 sticker bags, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, overkill. You know, people... So you have your... Uh, you know, your first article's out. Where are you selling it? Off my couch. I mean, the first year, I think we did... Uh, like, out in the streets. That, too. Yeah, yeah, that, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, this, was, this was far enough back. How old are you? Uh, 31. Okay, so... I forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> back then, it's new when, to me when we started, question. people still were passing out flyers. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, if you're club, party, event, we were, you know, I mean, there'd be a big concert. It'd be, you know... Uh, Lollapalooza, and we're out front, right? Passing out flyers to every. And you have the out. promoter kind of brain, yeah. right, from doing that before. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, like I'm definitely not shy. I like making friends. I like networking. I can talk to strangers. Um, my business partner, I respect the fuck out of him. Uh, he's not that. Right. He's introverted, quiet artist type. Yeah. He doesn't want to fuck with all Behind that. Behind the scenes. He doesn't like doing conventions anymore. He doesn't yeah. really do. He doesn't like traveling, but he loves that I do. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, that was it. So. The first couple years was like my friends, you know, and Ryan kind of sure. knows that. Like we did thirty six thousand off my couch, I think, the first year, and uh, and then the very first shop. Well, then we started doing a lot of parties. We were young, we were partying back. Yeah, then. yeah, of course. And we're doing all these clubs, and and and, and you know, Main, have you been to Main Street, Huntington? Uh, I don't think so. Well, it's there's like twenty seven bars up and down the street. Okay, it's just a big party spot, you know, right there by the Huntington Beach Pier. So we're throwing parties at different bars every other night, too often. But then people are like, are you guys like a clubbing clothing company? We're like, <laughs> right. no. You know, so you get scared. You're like, no, we're not clubbing. But, um, but that's how we got our name out, and that's how we got our first shop. I remember I was at some club, fucking big mega club in Anaheim, and, and, and uh, uh, this couple dudes were smoking a joint, and they're like, yeah, you want a hit? I took a hit, and we started bullshitting, and then and turns out this guy's like, hey, I own the Black Fly shop down in Lake Forest. I've actually been wanting to get you guys in there, you know? So, nice. yeah, first that was our first shop, and, you know, then you're learning the whole consignment thing, you know? Yeah, which seems like a nightmare headache. Absolutely it yeah. was. <laughs> and I was like, at one point in time, I was the only sales rep, so I'm the one bringing it in, building the relationships, putting the product on the rack. Making the rules, right? Making the rules, you'd have to count, you'd have to, you know, uh, inventory. You, yeah, you have to count the inventory. Okay, we sold two shirts. You owe us, you know, twenty four bucks or whatever. Like, 
that's consignment where you're telling them what you, you know. But yeah, that was just me. So there was a time where I was bartending. Ryan was tattooing. Ryan actually tattooed and he also did web design. Those were just two side gigs. And, uh, and then um, I was bartending. So I would bartend Thursday through Sunday, a double on Sunday. Monday through Wednesday, I was going to shops, knocking on doors, getting doors slammed on my face, yeah. you know, trying to get them to pick to pick up the product. But once again, Southern California, there's so many brands. These guys, they're used to it. They're used to these these kids coming and trying to sell their product, so they're constantly hiding from right. you. You know, but um, I forget what your original question was. I veered off. Me too, but it's <laughs> <laughs> a great story. <laughs> so is that kind of pretty much how selling got the start, just kind of getting the clothes in the shops and stuff? And just... Well, uh, that's what you asked. You asked where we sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, of course, you know, direct to consumer, getting your web store started and all that. But back then, it was sort of a no-no. Like, yeah. if you went on, I don't know, say you went on Volcom or Ruka or some bigger surf skate brand's uh, website, they never sold directly off their site. They would direct you to another store. They told you the distributors. Exactly. There. Go to, you know, go to Jack's, go to Huntington Surf Sport. These are all the stores that sell our stuff. It was a no-no where we kind of went for it. We started selling online. Why was it a no-no? Because... It was a brand's job to cater to your wholesale accounts. Like, you know, sales reps, you know, like those are the people you fluffed. Those are the people that you gotcha. took care of. So it's like. In your local community. Yeah, exactly. Like, even like skate you, shops nowadays are like come in store to buy it. You're, co you're competing with, you know, with your, with your wholesalers. Yeah. And back then it was a no-no, but we said, fuck it. And we went for it and we built that, nurtured it, watered our, you know, watered our seeds and really built the web store at an early stage, you know, so, and then as we grew, you know, we did finally start getting sales reps on board and yeah, you find, yeah. you know, if this, if this sales rep sells sunglasses and skate decks, he's not selling clothing. He already has a relationship with all the shops, right. you know, so you're, 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 you're trying to figure out, you know, who can help you get to the next level. Right. So start an apartment, picked catalog. All right, let's get this thing on the streets. Let's build a website. Fuck. We have to do fulfillment now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, this is working. Yeah. You know, you and him are like, we're, we're selling this. Yeah. Cool. Like, let's grow. Did you guys have, like, a business plan written out or not? Yeah, really? so there was, actually, there was actually three of us. And the first guy who we started with, um, he's the one that put the most money in. His dad passed away. And then I put some money in, and then Ryan created everything. But he wasn't passionate about it. He kind of had a foot out the door for the first few years. His third member? The third member, yeah. Okay. But he was the one who had, he, he wrote a business plan for it. Gotcha. He was a little bit more business-minded where I was social butterfly. Ryan was artist. He was business. Right, just give me the product. I'll sell it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was. That's how I am. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, I also, I also kept the three Ow. of us together, you know. So, like, one guy had his foot out the door. He thought, it was, dude, it's not a get-rich-quick thing. It's absolutely not. It's a passion project. It's, I compare it to being a musician. You know, like, there's so many musicians that don't make shit, right. but they still love making music. Still play. Yeah, yeah, it's what it is. So this guy was getting frustrated. There was no money coming in. We kept having to put money into it. So he had a foot out the door, and eventually he did leave. But he was the one with the business. Right? And, you know, when he left, um, it's kind of like when the business took off as well. He was holding us back a little yeah. bit. Him and Ryan would butt heads. Ryan was wanting to get creative. I remember, like... Rhinos wanted to do some slightly risque, dark tattoo imagery. And he was picturing it more like bright color surf brand, you know. Sure. And mm -hmm. so when he left, it was, things ended up getting a lot better, you know. But um, I feel like 
I remember putting a sticker up at the local junior college I was going to, and then someone wrote underneath of it, bankrupt. Shit like that sticks in my head. I would have made a shirt out of that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I just didn't want to fail. I, yeah. I was at that point where I'm like, I cannot fail. Like, whether it's my neighborhood, my friends, my family, I just refused to fail. You know, and there's all the cliche statements, you know, uh, hard work, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, it's kind of true. I just, I wouldn't take no for an answer. I wouldn't give up. Um, Ryan was the same way. He, not in the fact that not, uh, he was, he was almost like my other partner where he had a foot out the door. He's like, dude. Well, he was tattooing at the time. Too, yeah, but right? he was also doing, he was doing web design. Then he was also designing for a local screen printer. So the place where we designed, the place that printed our shirts, built Ryan a tattoo station there, and they were printing a lot of local brand shirts. So they were kind of you know cool kids or whatever. And Ryan's tattooing their web design as well as designing for other brands. So it's kind of a good place for him to be and yeah. learning as well, learning you know the clothing game. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was I was just nonstop, just didn't want to give up. But I, was, I would always talk both of my partners in the stain, so I felt like I kept, like, come on, guys, let's yeah. not give up. We can't give up, you know. That's tough sometimes. Dude, man. we've almost lost the brand. I don't talk about this a lot, but we've almost lost the brand so many times. It's right. such a fucking hard gig. People, the whole fake it till you make it thing is so real, you know. Like, 10 years ago, if you saw it, you know, you thought we were killing it. We weren't killing it. I lived in right. a tiny apartment, you know. Yeah, I think that's really important to talk about, though. Yeah. Because so many people, uh, especially around here, and, like, I think more, more and more in this generation are, like, creating things for themselves. Yeah. And they have these unrealistic expectations that come with that. And it can lead to kind of getting blindsided and then discouragement and then failure, yeah. you know? And, I, and having a more realistic mindset going in, like, even, you know, I was telling you we just opened the second shop. Like, I remember when I... Before it, like, started, I kind of had this self-talk, like, John, remember, you're going to have some real bad days. You are going, no matter how confident you are right now, you're going to doubt yourself. There's going to be a day where you're going to feel like, I shouldn't have done this, you know, or I fucked up. And, and tried to, like, mentally prepare yeah. myself for all those things, because if you open business, it's guaranteed, you know. There's going to be... Huge fires you have to put out. Right, right. There's going to be days where you're like, how the fuck do I get through this? But that dude, like, that's what makes you right. who you are. You know what I mean? Like, for you to open a second shop, you had already taken all those lumps and bruises from the first shop, right? Yeah, yeah. And anytime, like, someone's doing that, especially in that first year, if things are going really bad, I'm like, yo, you're so lucky. Get these problems out of the way now. Yeah. yeah. You know, while things are small. Yes. Like, oh, like, this is happening. This, all the artists left. I'm like, you're so lucky yeah. that this is happening now. <laughs> Not five <laughs> years down the road. It's the truth. Yeah. And, and it, like, when you meet other entrepreneurs or other people that are just movers and shakers, it could be a celebrity, a musician, you know, whatever. Like, nothing is ever what you thought it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So talking to people like you guys who are putting your balls on the table and going for it, like, I love it. And I'm a marketing guy, too, so I always like to, you know, anytime I stumble upon something new or people that are going for it, I'm like, fuck yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not a hater. I'm like, I'm a f more of like a fucking, you know, a cheerleader, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, I want people to succeed. Even with clothing, when people come up to me and ask me, you know, uh, questions or, or, or advice, like, I have no problem, you know, giving them... Like, there's room for everybody. There's That's how everybody. I feel. And it, it's a little more accepting now, but, uh, you know, that was not the mentality 10, 20 years ago. You know, it is, we do not share secrets. We don't fucking talk about nothing. Even shop to shop. Yeah. You know? How is that, a lot, is, how is the, like, the tattoo camaraderie around here? 
Good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. That's rare. Improving every year. Even seven, eight years ago was a little rough. Maybe not like shop to shop, but it'd be like, these three shops are friends. These three shops are friends. These three. And then you didn't really get along with the other groups of yeah. shops. Yeah. And now it seems to be open up a little more. I think it's due to everyone's kind of like leaving and opening their own private studio. Mm. So it's just these like individual artists <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I also feel like artists are more willing to like collab with each other now. Everyone's like a little less independent now. Well, I think th there's been huge examples of if you work together, you both do better. Yeah. And it's just repeated, 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 repeated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, even if I hear that, like, locally I'm sharing a booth with someone in a convention coming up, I'm like, yo, come to the shop. Let's make a video together. You know, just announcing it, yeah. you know, or, or whatever it is. But I just remember, like, when I was coming up, like, down here, like, I would meet these artists uh, with, like, big followings or bigger followings than me or this experience, and I'd be like, please, like, could you put me on your story? Like, I want to do this design. Can you just put it on your story for an hour? You know, or, like, whatever. <laughs> you delete it later. You're, you're <laughs> asking like, another tattoo? Yeah, bro. And, like, no Love one that. would. No one would, you know? Yeah. And now um, we're all, like, sharing each other's And the pros. first person that did was actually Tyler. Uh, we did a convention together. And um, I, I didn't even ask because I had been shut down so many times years before. He would be like, oh, let me throw you on the story. I know you got an open day for the convention. And it would, like, book. And I'd be like, yo, thanks, dude. Yeah. You know? And, like, kind of seeing how that worked. And I, I remember thinking, like, damn, if I ever get, like, a big following, like, I'm going to do that for people, too. You know? Oh, I mean, anything, not just tattoo-related, like, Working together, I always do better than if I'm alone, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you, you even saying that that you you know as you, if and when you get bigger, now you're bigger to show love to other people. Like that's that's fucking cool. Yeah. You know, like we started our business with very little money. You know, and we always had these 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 obstacles. I mean, dating myself again, starting in 2001. I think six months later was 9/11. Yeah. You know, and like. Economy kind of shut down for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Everyone spooked. You know, then there was the housing crash, 08, 09. Dude, no one was buying shit. I was, dude, I was, I was having garage sales. I was selling Solon on my lawn. Yeah. 08, 09, because we had all this product sitting, you know, and like as a, as, as a business owner, dude, you can't, that's your money. Your money's on the shelves. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that, you know, and then, and then, uh, so us never coming from money and having to use that elbow grease, sweat equity, guerrilla marketing. Um, we're lucky, like you're talking about, we're lucky to have had that at the beginning because now still to this day we're using that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, And I'll get worried sometimes for like the newer tattooers because it is so like social media driven. Uh, I'll be like, sometimes I'm like, damn, you guys don't know how to market on the streets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's as easy as running over to the bar and grabbing a client. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, or just fucking te cards. texting all your boys or whatever it is. Uh, and it was such like a foundation of uh, my marketing and tattooing. And you can always, it doesn't go anywhere, oh, yeah. you know? Like, that never has a bad day. Like, the algorithm's never fucked up on that. Like, it, yeah. you can just go. Yeah, there's no like the local factors. venues. You hit everyone up. You have your little, you know. Well, there's still no better marketing than word of mouth. Yeah. 
Agreed. So yeah. There's like, trust. Yeah. Look at all the tattooers that have a rad personality. They're not that good of a tattooer. Yeah, yeah. And they're booked. Yeah, you're but, just like, I'm going to have a good fucking time with you. But man. I love it. You know, if, 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 if this guy's making money, it's the whole brand. But once again, you know, like, I don't know. I see that stuff. I see, um, you know, there's a lot of times I'll be at a convention and maybe it's a tattooer that we work with. Yeah. You go on their page and there's no pictures of them. I don't even know what this dude looks like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to his tag photos because I'm going to meet this guy for the first time. He's from fucking Norway or right. something, you know, and, and I can't find out what he looks like, you know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I get a kick out of when people put their voice out there. They put their personality out there, you know, like people know who they are. Yeah, you know? especially nowadays. It's so important to kind of like sell yourself as an artist. There's yeah. like so many more factors than just your art and the bringing clients in now, I feel like. Yeah, I need to because well, we the talk standard keeps going. Yeah, up. and we talk about that all the time about how like you go to conventions and there's all these artists you look up to, but you have no idea who they are, you know. And it's like kind of unfortunate sometimes because it's like that one missing thing that they're you know missing. Dude, like, over and over it happens. Like yeah. someone's asked me questions, I don't even realize he's like someone I'm like following for years <laughs> and oh, like yeah. respect the shit out yeah. of. They you know? assume that you know who it is. Yeah, or they're just being humble. I don't I don't know what it is. Either way, like I'm embarrassed at the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, no. Or once you're talking to someone, they're like, No, no, you follow me. Like yeah. we're friends, you follow me. Right. It's like, yeah, they have like oh, an alias on I Instagram. I follow thousands of people. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I feel like a lot of them like the anonymity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but going back to what you're saying, you know, like helping people out, you know, like there was a point in time where we kind of realized that was our vibe, you know, like, I feel like there's a lot of brands that want a family vibe and we were real fortunate to have it because we started with that. We started like, we wouldn't, we would not have survived if it wasn't for just our friends and family. And then that grew, you know, but like eventually we made our, you know, our our go-to hashtag together we rise, you know, just kind of like cross promoting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like using our platform. And I tell that to people all the time, you know, even a lot of our influencers and people, you know, our models and stuff like that. Like, listen, the clothing industry doesn't pay a ton, but use our platform to get your name out there as much right. as you want. And we'll, can, we'll do it as well. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you guys, we have these personalities, you know, on our team, you know, and they all kind of fill a different, you know, a little different niche or whatever, which is rabbit. I love watching people. Um, I love watching people's Instagram followings grow or their name getting out there or they start getting recognized at conventions, you yeah. know, like, and, 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 and Ryan, you know, like, all the artists that we work with, Ryan also, that's my business partner, um, he likes finding diamonds in the rough, you know, finding yeah. somebody who's got this, he might have 500 followers, right. you know. But they're fire. A couple they're, years later, they, they got, you know, 50,000, 100,000 yeah. followers because we kind of put them out there, you know. They were over in Indonesia, no one knew about them or yeah. something, you know. I, I get a kick out of that, you know. And same with, same with you know, with uh, people coming up asking you know, advice to start a clothing company. One thing I'll say is um, you got to find your own niche, you know. You got you to be different than everyone else. That's yeah. the part you got to figure out. You know what I mean? Like, if you sound like Rage Against the Machine, you're a Rage Against the Machine cover band. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like clothing, clothing brands need to, you need to be able to tell what kind of brand you are in one sentence or even, like, a few words, you know. Like, they're the music, punk rock music brand. They're the tattoo brand. They're the you know, motocross brand there that, you know what I mean? Like it needs to kind of be dummy proof on who you are, what you are. But when you're talking about the collaborations, do you think tattoo collaborations are growing because 
Instagram allowed you to collaborate with other people. <laughs> the collab posts, yeah. You know what I mean? You think yeah. that puts it in front of people more? Even, like, I think it, that was definitely inviting for artists to do. But yeah. even just like, I don't know, from what I've seen, at, like going to conventions, it's like artists collabing on pieces, winning awards like uh-huh. together, you know. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that. You know, it's so obvious like, that that would happen, but I didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like something that you may not have been able to do alone. It's like, Wait, like it's trophy and plaque, right? I think. So what, it depends the, on the, the convention. just gets fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like you get There's this, I two get trophies, yeah. two plaques. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you guys got to flip a coin for that shit. Yeah. You get a photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a photo. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, I the, think no, the client's cool. supposed to give the trophy to the, to the, to the artist. Right, it's even about? more of an well, insult. Well, so they, they, you get like the two, like the client keeps one of them and then the artist keeps the other. But when some you have like. Some conventions only give one. Yeah, right? That's what I think I've most seen. conventions only give one. Like, I've seen some like, like some plan. like they do like the convention and then like, or they do the the statue and then the, like the, the net, the metal, the metal. Yeah. Like whatever oh, that thing is. Sash. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> you just walk that's around the convention. Yeah. <laughs> number one tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Most beautiful it tattoo. I'm making sure they see it. <laughs> You're just walking around. Yeah. It. <laughs> you get two. You fucking cross them, bro. Dude, I might need to take that. But I mean, I think, yeah. I think that's huge because like, and it even shows like other tattooers walking around seeing other tattooers working together. They're like, yeah. I know like the first time I saw that, I was like, Holy shit! There's a hundred people I'd love to collab with, like on a tattoo. You know, I've talked definitely talked to you about that, but it's I a think spectacle. it's it's inviting, man. And you see it work successful for other artists, and you're like, man, like it it can be done, you know. And these guys look like they're having fun, and like this is a crazy awesome tattoo, and it's just like it just gets you going. You That'd know? be cool on the convention website, like a list of people that are open to collabing. Yeah, you and know, you could like reach out. Yeah, check their work out and all that, like. I think it's super inviting and it gets artists like in because it gets like people that don't do certain styles like it opens their mind because I see like black and gray guys working with the neo guys and like crossing styles and it's just cool you know yeah. it's like two completely different sides of tattooing coming together especially when it's yeah when, especially when it's like a mashup two different styles yeah you know and then and then, and then you see it clean house at a convention and you're like this is the new shit you know yeah. and I think that stuff's cool to see it's like super similar with sullen like seeing how many now like different types of shirts you know you have like your color neo guy shirts you have your super dark black and gray guy shirts yeah. and it's just showing you that like just like working together can work you know and yeah I, I like that a lot yeah yeah we're all over the place when it comes to art you know like excuse me i think i think sullen definitely has a look but um but they're all over the place we got like some black and gray kind of gangster yeah. looking shirts next to some you know, traditional. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's, it's cool because it gives everyone an option, you know. Yeah. And like, that, I feel like that's what, like, art's kind of about. There is no, like, set rules. You know, you can kind of do whatever you want. And, like, Absolutely. that's the cool part about it. Absolutely. Do you feel like nowadays, like, clothing companies are, or the art of it is a lost art with places like Etsy and stuff like that that anyone could just make a shirt? They kind of take it away from the industry a little bit? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel I feel like that goes back to to storytelling and branding. You know what I mean? Content. You know, I like I. There's a lot of really cool tattoo shop shirts out there. You know, I mean, I'm a big fan of traditional. Like, I love you know Americana traditional, but I know when we do that, it looks like a shop shirt or an Ed Hardy shirt. Right. You know, so yeah. we don't do so much traditional. But I know when you're on the gram, you'll see twenty five clothing companies out there that's just doing traditional agreed are any of them going to survive or is it 
you know, just a kind of little side project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is funny because I'm right there with you. Like a traditional banger on a shirt, like always looks good. It does. <laughs> but, but for some sh- reason, but it's a it shop does shirt. have that aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah it seems yeah. like you like got a little tattoo before that and you like picked the shirt up. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you throw a, a fucking Panther head, pocket hit right there, done. You yeah, know, like yeah. over and over again. But there's 15 people at the convention selling right, that right, shit. Right, right. Yeah. So I know you said like early in the beginning you were getting in shops and maybe that was the first time that it's like this. Okay, everyone, this is like a tattoo brand, yeah. right? I mean, what was next? Were you guys hitting conventions around that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was another one of those uh, kind of light bulb going off moments. We did um, we did the very first Musink, and that was like maybe 15 years ago. And we were still trying to find ourselves. Like that was right around that same time. And, um, like, Ryan and I, we'd wear, like, you know, black T-shirts, Chuck Taylors, Vans, Dickies, you know, like, and some people would kind of, like, I don't know if, if it's like it out here, but in California, um, some people would kind of, like, try to throw us in, like, uh, like the IE, Inland Empire, that's Inland, Southern California, which is kind of, like, motocross capital of the world. So okay. people were like, oh, you guys are, like, dirt bike bro brand, you know, I was like, no, we're not. I don't even have a dirt bike. Right. But we would get clumped in that because just the way we dress, you know, black. They just wanted cap. to like sort you somewhere. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. We were. I need this to thing. make sense to me. Totally. You know? They want. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to put us. They wanted to file us somewhere. But then we go to this tattoo convention and like we're doing all these skate events, surf events, music events, concerts, and we do okay. But at this music, we fucking crushed it. Like nice. all these big name tattooers are coming up. We met, you know, Rick Walters, Corey Miller, all these people, and they're they're liking our stuff, and we're giving them free shit. And but we just never had sold that much product. So that was just another one of those aha moments. We're like, okay, this is where we need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we knew we're like, okay, we need to do more tattoo. Got to get on the road. And still to this day, you know, it's like I'll do a concert. Yeah, it's good to be out there for some of these things, but. People don't go to concerts to do like their clothes shopping. They're going to, they're going there to buy their favorite band shirt. And after yeah. parking and food and drinks, it's so expensive. So we don't do so many of those. But tattoo convention, we clean house, you know, because yeah. it's the clients and collectors as well as the tattooers. You know, like there's certain conventions that might not be shoulder to shoulder like a Philly show, but there's a lot of tattooers. So we'll still do okay because at the end of the weekend, you know, they got that is one of your clientele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, conventions is great, and we. You know, once again, my partner, he doesn't really do conventions, um, but I do. Was he at the time doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning. At the beginning. Um, Now. Because I think that helps as him being a tattooer. For sure. In the booth. And anytime he tattoos, you better believe I pull the, you know, the camera or my phone out because I want to remind people. We might have new followers that don't know the owner is a tattooer. He only tattoos like once or twice a month now. You know, fictional projects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay. I always want to remind people, like, hey, my partner tattoos, you know. But, um, but no, he gets down, you know. Like, he can draw and paint and with the best of them. And, uh, but, yeah, he does not like doing conventions anymore. So I kind of lo- like, all right, we're in tattoo shops. We're at conventions. Is this, like, one year in, two years in? No, that's probably, like, when we did our first tattoo convention, it was probably, like, year seven or eight so like the okay. first the first five or six years it was all more action sports oh yeah, i think it was year right. seven when we start ryan started drawing with diff, different tattooers and it started off with three and it went to five and, and at that point now it's just meeting friends of friends and is is the company supporting you guys yet at the time i didn't pay myself the first six years okay so I are you doing you're doing like like uh, year you have a side six, job 
Yeah, yeah, I was bartending on the side, and then, and then like, year six or seven, uh, I started paying myself commission, like, as a sales yeah. rep. I'm getting 10% commission, so now, but it was peanuts at first, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's that transition where it's like, okay, are we, when do we quit the job and go, you know, all Full in? Full time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was, you know, it's scary, but and we did. was that at year seven? Yeah. You, you went full-time. Yeah, yeah. And was that a game-changer for the company? Absolutely. Always is. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, so we brought on an investor right at that time. And when we brought on the investor... How did you find an investor? Just talking. Okay. Talking. We yeah. have, you know, we have, like, a lot of hangarounds or, you know, like, you know, super fans or whatever that just try to shit, hang yeah. out at headquarters. And there was this one dude, um, older Oh, dude. you had headquarters at this time? It's just a small little... Small little oh, warehouse. Cool, so it's yeah. like, like enough room for three desks, and then there was like a garage in the back. Okay, so the company was making enough to have like a brick and mortar. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it was just, it was more warehouse. It wasn't for like storefront. storage and inventory. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. Exactly. Gotcha. But people would find out where we are and, and they'd come and hang out. And like I said, I was always about building that family. So yeah. I'd welcome them. And, Fuck yeah. And uh, there was one dude who he's like, he'd always come. He's like, dude, how can I get involved? How can I get involved? I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, He's like, I know these distributors in Russia. What if I did? You know, he's just, right. he's trying to figure out a way to make money and get involved. And I was like, dude, you want to help us? Find us an investor. And he was the one that actually found it, found it nice. for us. This guy, Sean Spearman, um, came in and, you know, he rolls up in a Porsche and full body suit of tattoos. Um, and he was like a, like a market maker, stockbroker kind of dude, but he loved the tattoo industry. Cool. So he, when he invested money... Ryan was able to quit tattooing full-time and quit the other jobs, you know, web design and all that. He came on full-time. Um, you liked the vibe that he was He bringing? did. He liked the vibe, except the third partner. The first partner who, right. who dipped, they butted heads as well. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. But, like, that was kind of like where, okay, this guy left. Now it's Ryan and I, an investor. But investor's looking at the books, and he's like, you guys ain't making shit. Right. <laughs> So he's, like, you think we don't know that? Yeah. So he's <laughs> That's like, what you're here for. He's coming, he's coming around a lot. Yeah. And seeing that there's no money to be had for him. So he kind of backed off. He was still a 25% owner. But he was the investor. He was the investor. He helped us out. He got our bank right. loan, line of credit. You know, so like cash flow is going now, but there wasn't extra money. You know, Ryan and I are still trying to make a living just yeah. to pay our rent, you know. So, yeah, dude, it was tough. And that investor, you know, he... Uh, you know, there, there came a time where we only talked to him once or twice a year, you know, but he still helped us. Yeah. You know, and uh, helped us get to the next level. But, yeah, quitting the jobs full time, bringing an investor on, realizing we're tattoo art driven, and, and, and then just, like I said, going for it. We wanted to throw that, that flag in the ground. Looking back at it now, are you happy you took on an investor? Yes, but at the same time, um, we were warned over and over again. You right. know, like, I mean... You said you had partners at one point in time. Like, yeah. it's very rare when it works out. Correct. Yeah. Ryan and I, I think the fact that we're so different and we're kind of like a yin and yang, like, we are we're opposites, you know, we're, we're, we're best friends, but we're also opposites, you know, so it works out. But, like, we, we are grateful for the fact that we still don't wring each other's neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we hear nothing but stories where it's, that's usually the case, you know, mm -hmm. partners right. don't work out. Yeah. Nothing but nightmare stories. Right. Well, and like with the investor, cause like I'll go back and forth every time there's a new business. I'm like, oh, should I take someone else's money? Yeah. You know? And it's, 
you know, I've had cases where it works out, cases where it, it doesn't. I don't know if there's like an exact formula to know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. I'm not business business savvy enough to know all the do's and don'ts. But then you hear of like these brands or, or people that bring on like five or ten partners. Just right. Like, oh, dude, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a headache. Right. You got all these people that are counting on you to make them money. That sounds stressful. Yeah. I think if... Uh, a lot of times when I know every angle of the business, as long as I have the time, I'm like, cool, I'm not going to take a partner on. Because uh, it's really like, you know, you already know what you can do for the partner. Like, what can they do for you? Yeah. Uh, and is it worth whatever you're giving up? Right. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it is. He did teach us a lot. He was a lot more, uh, he had a lot more business sense than we did. You know, he came in and, and kind of started, you know, drilling us on just like, you know, um, overhead inventory right. selling it you know uh selling it before you make it you know yeah. like uh you don't want your inventory sitting yeah. so I'll, that's another bit of advice i'll tell new clothing brands like dude try to get you know put a post up put four piece four shirts up and ask your followers you know which ones do you like if no one picks four don't make four you know some some way of, yeah. of gauging it you know whereas now like we sort of treat our shirts like limited edition prints. Like we purposely try to run out of them within the week. Yeah. You know, and we just got such a, a flow of, of new art coming in all the time that we're able to, we're able to pull that off, you know? So it's just like, we don't run heavy quantity and uh, sometimes it sells out in a day. Sometimes, you know, it might sell out in a month, but I think that sweet spot is let it last a week and then it's yeah. gone, which creates demand, which you know, a lot of our followers are like, fuck, I don't have the money, but. I know it's going to be sold out next week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so kind of. That's like we uh, started like a little clothing brand really just because, like you said, passion. I love clothing. Love it. You know, and it's fun to make and whatever. But me being a consumer my, you know, whole life, seeing all the different uh, forms of like Internet, you know, marketing with that. And my favorite is like the drop. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the clothing I buy, it's like the drop. Bro. Yeah. And like it's on the same day every week at yeah. this time. Yeah. I mean, and yo, I was in it. Like we were buying like very expensive bots, you know, to like go on and mm -hmm. put it in the card and whatever. We had a resale business. So my goal was always like, yo, I want to do fucking drops. You know, I want a newsletter that, you know, you pay a subscription to get the day early and then we have the same day of the week drops. We're not there yet. We're still like building our inventory. Um, Cause Dude, like you're, you're, you're dead on. Like, first of all, I brought you guys some goodies and on, on the flight over here, I was like, Oh shit. I think John has his own clothing company. I brought all kinds of Solon. But anyways, dude, you're right. Like we learned that years way far down the road. But so we drop a shirt every Tuesday and then we drop a capsule every, every other Thursday. Nice. Cause we learn if you drop an entire catalog, an entire season, they see it, but then it's old news a week later. Mm -hmm. And it took us a while to learn yeah. that. And it's almost like the music game. You know, it's a singles game now. You know, people aren't buying the whole album. They're not nope. listening to the whole album. Yeah. You know, so we finally learned. We're like, okay, let's drop a shirt every Tuesday. But with that is storytelling and content. You know what I mean? So a lot of that's my day-to-day, -day, you know, like uh, figuring out, you know, who, who's going to model it, what story we're going to tell, where are we going to do it, you know, because with us, Tattoos is the only common denominator. You know, it doesn't have to be all tattooers. It could right. be, you know, a, a mechanic, a chef, a, you know, an athlete. So we're just trying to get all these tattooed characters in these videos and putting them on our platform, and hopefully they have fun with it. 
But, um, yeah, every Tuesday we drop a shirt, and then every other Thursday we drop, like, some sort of a capsule. Fuck, yeah. But no, yeah, right. I saw it, you bring that, and I was like, fuck, yeah, I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're right, yeah. though. Like, when you, yeah, like, dropping it every week keeps them on the website. Right. You know? Just and some transparency, like, on, on our end, like, I, like, really didn't have time to start a clothing company, but, like, I, we just wanted, like, cool shit. Because yeah. we had, like, yeah. shop shirts and stuff, and what I found was, like... We, we just hated them. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to wear that. Yeah. You know? If you if I'm, like, visiting a shop or, or whatever, like, I, I buy a shirt, me personally, because um, I think it's cool to have. I don't even know if I'm going to wear it. I might hang it up, whatever it is. But it's like a, a it's like a souvenir, it's like almost. the traditional yeah. thing you were saying. They go, I visited a shop. Here's right, like my collection bro. from that shop. But, uh, you know, John White and I kind of got together, and we're like, I'm like, yo, I want to like stuff like I'll actually wear. Yeah, you know. And then we're like ordering it, and I'm like wearing it, and a couple people, whether it's like online or in person, they're like. Yeah, you're a loser. You're wearing your own shirt company. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck do you think I made it for, yeah. bro? Like, this shirt's for me. Yeah, it's like, like, if you buy it, that's cool, but they're yeah. really just for me, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, if you are making a product and don't use your own product, it's, you probably you don't like it enough, you right, know? Right. Like, you should want to promote your own shit. Like, I don't yeah, but that's like that's like the band member play, wearing his own band yeah. shirt. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm that guy, trust me. <laughs> Yo, me too, bro. I'm like, this too. is literally... Dude, like, I didn't go back and forth 20 fucking yeah. times on this design for you. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw I saw Ice Cube on Joe Rogan wearing his his, his basketball league hat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Cube does it too. Mm-hmm. You look at, like, Mark Wahlberg wearing his, like, brand no, everywhere like, right now. What does that say, like, if you don't think it's cool enough to wear? Yeah. But look, can know? I say something about that? Yeah. I can't wear 60% of the stuff that we make. Okay. Okay, so. Like the tank tops? no dude like the loud stuff like a lot of loud art but um a lot of times those are the best sellers you know i'll look at it's like oh it's way too loud way too much going on i'm more of a simple guy i like black white gray simple logo logos Mm -hmm. you know and uh but a lot of time that stuff sits. Like we'll do. Right, I'll make a shirt. He'll like, you do. I know you're gonna. But well, you this can't too. wear it because it's just not your style. I'm saying I can't wear the loud stuff. Okay. It's not my style, but sometimes that does the best. Right. Ryan, Ryan will make a shirt that's super mellow, and I'm like, oh, I love this, and it's our worst seller. So yeah. I'm just saying, sometimes yeah. it's not always yeah. profitable to be punk rock. Like I'm only wearing stuff that I make. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm only gonna make stuff that I wear. Because, you know, sometimes the cool guy stuff just doesn't fly off the shelf. Yeah. That's like how it is with tattoos, though, too. Yeah. Like, our favorite one, like, I'll post and I'll be like, yo, this is going to be fucking sick. Oh, yeah. And no one likes it. Yeah. Yeah. And you make some crazy thing and it's like, oh. Yeah. And then, like, I'll do, like, like, we'll have a cancellation. I'll do, like, a small banger. And I'll, like, take a picture of it, and it goes wild. It goes off. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't even going to do that. Yeah. Like, I agreed to that this morning, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I just give up on but is there ever algorithms a time? and all that shit. I'm just like, dude, just post Storytell every day, you know? Is there ever a time, uh, like, oh, I'm sure this happens, but, like, you're, oh, I want to work with this artist, and then they agree, and you're super stoked, and you're like, cool, I'm going to wear that, that shirt when it comes out. Like, are you sourcing people because you know they're going to create something that you're excited to oh, wear. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell them all the time because you guys make a living off of tattooing. You right. guys don't always have time to go home and pick up the pencils or paintbrush. So, like, there's a lot of tattooer friends that 
have been saying they're going to design a Solon shirt for five years. Yeah. You know, and I'm almost the guy tugging on everyone's sleeve. So that's a lot of my conversations at conventions. You know, like, when are you going to do a shirt with us? When are you going to do a shirt with us? You know, like, dude, I can't wait, wait to wear your art on a shirt. And I'm being serious, you know, because I love reminders. Everyone needs reminders. Yeah. You better believe. Especially tattooers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot of tattooers that came out with a shirt or two, and they haven't had one in a decade. Yeah. Going back to the collaborations, I've seen that you guys have done a lot of stuff with bands like i saw you you did the uh, sublime anniversary thing oh yeah what are the bands that. have you worked with we're in talks with uh with a few different bands right now um secretive yeah patreon. yeah i don't want to <laughs> patreon it is i mean when it comes to bands it's like i said it goes back to the storytelling i feel like you need a you need a band where you give like like you know ryan will pick five artists be like pick pick a favorite song yeah you know what i mean so sublime it was easy you know, two joints, 40 ounce to freedom. You know what I mean? You can tell the story on the shirt. Absolutely. So, yeah, there, there's a few bands that we are talking to. Um, you know, I always compare tattoos and music, you know, like, like, like tattooers, musicians are not the easiest people <laughs> to nail down and get this going. So these conversations I'm excited about, but, yeah, I don't want to jinx it just yet. But, yeah, they're, they're bands that you guys are very familiar with, and, uh, and it's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool man yeah yeah sublime we've been doing sublime for like uh i think six years yeah and i'm that takes me back to high school i'm a huge sublime fan so that was bucket list for me yeah i was gonna say uh, like what was that like like first like how did that connection even start uh one of my sales reps who's not a sales rep anymore sean hoy he owns inkies and he's franco's partner with bishop um his wife is best friends with troy who's bradley's wife widow so Sean's like, dude, you know my wife's best friends with Troy. You want, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? I love Sublime. Bring her down. She came down, and at the time, this was probably, I don't know, eight years ago, um, there was a lot more like uh, like Day of the Dead stuff. Yeah. And she came in the shop, and she's like, oh, my God. And she, just like, she was just digging all the art. You know, we, have a, we had a, it was our last spot. We had an art gallery right when you walked in, in the store and everything. And uh, we just hit it off. And I just, I felt comfortable enough to just be like, hey, what do I got to do to get a collaboration going with you guys? Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I just, like, I guess she just finished up in the courts where where they gave her the ownership. I don't know who she's oh, about wow. it with, but yeah. she made the decision. So, yeah, the rest is history. You know, Troy is a dear friend, and, and uh, I've heard lots of cool stories. And um, I got to go pick up, you know, Eric, the bass player from his house, and bring him up to Solon TV to get tattooed. I'll never forget that, asking him questions about because I, I, I'm born and raised in Garden Grove. They have a song called Garden Grove. Yeah. And I'm like, Eric, can I ask you a question, dude? What's, what's the song Garden Grove about? And uh, It's about you. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's, in, he's, in, he's sitting shotgun playing a, he brought a, what do you call it? A doodly, do, doodly do? Doodly do? It the big be long stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doodly do? Doodly, I don't know. Anyways, he brought, I go pick him up. Because we were doing this promotion where uh, it was a couple tattooers tattooing a couple members of Sublime for this tattoo convention in Mexico. And it was Joseph Hess. Joseph Hess tattooed Eric yeah. from Sublime. But I, I said, they're like, dude, we need a driver. I'm like, can I go get him? Hour and a half drive down to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do it. And, and I drove him back up to, uh, to our spot while he played the fucking doodly do. usually do in the backseat. Yeah, I asked him. I said, what was I just Googled doodly doos. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But yeah, I asked him. I'm like, what, what was the song Garden Grove about? And he's just like, it was just a backyard party. You know, we went to this, this house party. And 
He's like, uh, you know, they, they were charging five bucks out the door, and there was a, a fight broke out, and the cops came, and Bradley wrote a song about it the next day. It was just, just a fucking backyard party, you know, but I just wanted to make sure he wasn't talking shit on Garden Grove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. You have yeah. to cover it up. Oh, well, so what's what was that fucking about? song about? <laughs> No, but that was fucking, yeah, that was, that was bucket list shit for me. So that's the coolest thing about, about doing what I do, man. I get to hang out with cool motherfuckers like you. Like, to be able to hang out with all these creative tattooers and, 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 and artists and athletes, like, you know, Ryan and I are blessed. The fact that 20 years later, we're still passionate about this. Yeah. You know, like, passion is something that you can't teach. You know, like, I feel bad for people that lose passion or they can't find passion in something. Whereas Ryan and I, we show up to work and... You know, we're 22 years into this, and we're still we're still passionate about it. We're still excited yeah. about it, luckily. That's yeah, it. I think that's yeah, I you. really important what you yeah. just said. Like, can't find it, because you have to look for it. You right? know? You have to look for it often. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, I have to, like, chase it. I bet. Like, 100%. like I'll find, like, dips. You get yeah. an artist slumps? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. And with, like, everything, just motivation or, or whatever it is. And it could be tattoos it could be clothing it could be you know business it could be like personal life what do you um, do like like uh what do you guys do like just stay motivated mental health type shit what do you do game night i just love what i do i mean i'm still at that <laughs> i'm still at the part where like everything's still like new to me yeah so like i'm, I'm, I'm the best part yeah i'm still the more excited part about everything yeah, so how do you handle all the stress you know because like stress is a motherfucker yeah uh so with the inspiration, I get it from the new guys a lot, like working with the new guys, you know. Uh, I wrote off conventions for a while. I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that anymore. Fuck everyone in the tattoo industry, you know, and um, which was obviously something going on with me, but it didn't. I didn't recognize that yet. And then, you know, with the new guys, I'm like, all right, listen, I'll do your first convention with you, but I'm not fucking doing any others <laughs> after that. I was like, let's do Philly, let's yeah, do Philly. Yeah. So we, like, did Philly, and it was, you know, Cam's like, oh. Yeah, I was like, first convention, Philly Villain Arts. So Philly show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One? yeah, so, like, you know, like, insane convention, like, awesome energy. So I was, like, mind blown. Like, I actually, I didn't, I saw that you guys were there after I left. I was bummed. Otherwise, I was going to come up and introduce myself to you guys because I've been, I've been fans ever since I stumbled upon you guys. But I saw that you guys were there. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I missed him. <laughs> but, dude, that's the biggest convention, like, almost in the world. That's yeah. for your first convention. Yeah, I was everything, not expecting that. Everything else is going to be a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, because I went to, like, a little local convention with one of our guys here just to kind of get, like, a feel for it. Just didn't work it. We just kind of went as visitors. And uh, I was like, this is awesome. I want to do, like, a real convention. And we saw that Philly was going on. We had another artist that wanted to go. He had been invited with Allegory, and I was just, I'd never been up to that part of, like, I've never been up north over there, and I was like, yeah, I just love to go. I've heard nothing but great things about Philly, you know, um, and it was at the point where I'd been tattooing for probably like a year, a little over a year at that point. I was like, I think I really want to do my first convention, and uh, he said, let's do it, and then we got there, and it was just an awesome experience, and I even saw, like, his, like, point of view on conventions, literally, like, once you know 180 yeah. just like completely flip did you tattoo um, at him yeah it, i was super lucky enough to be pretty much booked the whole weekend so it was like a great experience for my first convention you know i got to meet all these people tattoo the whole time i really got like an awesome first taste of a convention and um yeah just seeing all that stuff in person for the first time because you know like I feel like as an apprentice you're kind of like shelled in your shop for the first part of your career you know all you know is like your guys the, how your shop runs 
And, you know, that first convention really opens your eyes. And, like, seeing all the companies that I've seen online, all these big tattooers, it just changes how you feel about the whole industry, you know? Well, the fact that you came home excited about it, you know, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but some conventions aren't for tattooers, right? I mean, it was overwhelming. Conventions aren't for some tattooers. Whereas, uncomfortable chair, bad lighting, people looking over your shoulder, you're not in your shop, you know, comfortable environment, but you sound like... Yeah, it was awesome. It was a little... It definitely caught us off guard because we weren't expecting the love that we received there uh, and how many people can showed I take a love. Picture with you? Yeah, we definitely weren't expecting that because it was like our first show, and um, but it was honestly yeah, it was like our first show since like the skits and shit. Yeah, first first show yeah. since like started yeah. doing the video. It's almost so, like your re-coming out party. Yeah, right. but it was it was honestly it was also the thing that kind of like showed us that like all the videos and all that time that we've put into it, like, hasn't been for, like, nothing, you know? Like, it's actually, like, there's real people watching our stuff, and it's, like, tattoo, not even just fans, but, like, other tattooers are, like, saying, like, yo, we love the videos, and, like, that's what we do it for, you know? And it's, like, awesome to see that the people in the industry are noticing and appreciating it. And so that was, like, kind of, like, our first, like, eye-opener to that, and we were, like, yo, we got to do this more, you know? Like, we really just got to get more involved in the community again, and it was, like, really, really cool. So does that, um, are you still anti-conventions or? No. Nah, nah, he nah. loves them now. <laughs> I mean, because it, it was very much like, I'm thinking like operations. I'm like, all right, Cam, you better fucking be there at this time. We're going to go in. We're going to set up. Try to avoid problems, you know? So like maybe as I'm like, okay, make sure you have this. Set up your bed like this so people can walk through it or whatever. Cam's like, there's Nico Hurtado. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, do this and that. And then he's like, I'm going to go walk around and get stickers. And then, like, eventually, like, day two, I'm like, all right, like, I'll walk around with you, too. Okay, yeah, let's go meet some tattooers. All right, let's talk to some companies. And then by day three, I'm, like, reminded what it is yeah. To, yeah. to be there. Yeah, at the end of the show, you know, I talked to allegory i was like all right give me your fucking list and i'm just putting check marks next to names you know (laughs) or whatever it is but uh as far as the tattooing at the borrowed time in the shops uh the guest artists are huge you know i'll watch them tattoo ask some questions you know see some um new artistry in the shop i'll be like oh cool you know i'm gonna do that uh with the content I'm always watching other people's content, usually not in the tattoo world, right? Because I want to be able to like make it our own. And if I watch it in the tattoo world, I'm afraid I'm going to copy stuff without even realizing it. Um, So like we just started doing, you know, from the skits, it was like, okay, maybe we'll do a podcast. And like now it's like we're playing around with more like informative videos, like explaining why I'm doing certain things in the tattoo, like tattoo walkthroughs. Um, with business recently, it's been more early in business. I just tried to open things that would make money. That was like the thing. Oh, I want to make more money. Let's chase money. Uh, and I'd always end up pretty miserable in those companies. Um, and I'd usually just quit. Like, I don't care. You guys keep all the money. I'm Don't ask me for anything anymore. <laughs> and more recently, it's been like, I'm just going to do things I like. And if we can, like, make some money from it, that's cool, too. You know, uh, like the clothing, like even the videos at first, yeah. like we were just making videos so I could send it to my like couple buddies in New York and make them <laughs> laugh. That was it. Make fun uh, of me on the internet. Yeah. Or whatever it was. <laughs> or like literally just go home and like show my boy that's not a tattooer. Like, look, look what we made Cam do today. Um, 
And and that model's kind of been working and long term it holds up. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, I started this because I fun. like it. Yeah. And now and I still like it because it's a passion. Mm-hmm. Rather than like, oh, I want that fucking paycheck, <clears throat> so I'm gonna do this for another week. Yeah. You know? Um you talked about stress. Uh you know, I was talking to one of the artists here actually this week about it. Um you know, I think the question was, you know, when these things come up, like, how do you stay, like, cool, calm, and collected? Uh, my answer was kind of along the lines of, well, I've experienced that problem so many times, it's not really a, a big deal, you know? And as you, you know, grow, 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 your problems just get bigger, and maybe the problems that seem big become s- smaller. So a lot of the day-to-day is a little easier, and I think it really comes down to, uh, am I taking care of myself physically? You know, am I getting sleep, hitting the gym, vitamins, eating clean? This is just for me. Um, my su- support group of friends, you know, uh, I- I'm in recovery, right? So a big part of that is like adhering to those things, staying involved with that group, having my normal friends, you know, maintaining those relationships, maintaining, uh, you know, the relationship with my significant other and like upholding on the personal end, right? So it doesn't just feel like work all the time. I kind of have my soundboard, my committee. Um, and then uh, free time, right? Have, I have one day a week that is just mine to do whatever I want. Sometimes I choose to work all day that day. Sometimes I'm staying home playing video games. Sometimes I'm bringing my dog to the park. But there's nothing planned, and I can make it up when I wake up, yeah. you know? What about you, though, with the stress? And dealing with, you know, responsibility and personality. Yeah, I mean, I deal with it. I know uh, my partner deals with it as well. You know, that's, that's why I always like, you know, talking to other business owners just to hear their, their, their two cents. Um, I've even told, I've, I've, told, I've told a lot of tattooers about this app, uh, Calm. Okay. Calm app. It's a meditation app. And it walks you through it, you know, like, so if I'm having a bad day, I'm not like a, a panic attack kind of guy, but there's days where like my partner tells me I, I, I eternalize everything, you know, like I'll be stressed out, but I, I I still throw on a happy face, you know, which is good. I think that goes back to like my, my bartending days. And I always say like, I feel like bartending was a good experience because when you're bartending, when you're bartending, you're kind of on stage and everyone's looking at you. And everyone wants to talk to you and shit, you know? And then you still got servers wanting their drinks, and you still got takeout orders, and you still got all the shit you got to do. And all you want to do is run in the back and scream and lose your mind, but you can't. You got to work faster. You got to yeah. put your head down and work harder. And you got to keep this conversation with this, this dude and this guy and all these people want to talk to you about whatever, and you're faking it, and you're smiling, you're nodding your head, and you're still doing shit, you know what I mean? But I felt like it was, bartending's kind of good, good training, like a training ground for, like, life, you know? Like, shit's going to come up. Fires are going to need to be put out. You know, walls are going to get in the way. How do you get over them or around them? How do you, you know? But at the same time, like, as, as I'm older, because I'm way older than you guys, I'm, I'm fucking mid-40s now, and, and I'm realizing, like, you know, how important health is, sleep, yeah. like you said. So it's like, I live by the beach, luckily. You know, when I get off work, I'll usually, I'll go down to the beach, and uh, all I got to do is just see the ocean, you know? I'll get out, meditate a little bit, pray a little bit, breathe, you know, watch the ocean, you know, try to try to remind myself that, that you know, life is good, and uh, then I'll get my ass home. But I, I think just breathing through it, you know, breathing, I'll find myself holding my breath. If I'm stressed out, I'm sitting there grinding my teeth, holding my breath. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Jeremy? Take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Taking a deep breath is almost like, you know, if, you're, if your phone or your computer's not working, when you turn it on and off, it usually fixes it 80% of the time. I feel like that's like breathing, you know? <laughs> restart, restart. Yeah, so just shut up, sit down, take some breaths. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm picking and choosing um, my circle wisely. I try to surround myself around, you know, uh, good people, honest, hardworking people that are passionate as well as I am and, uh, and are like-minded individuals. And, and, uh, and yeah, just, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know, man. Like, people ask me what I do for hobbies. I'm, like, it goes back to me being passionate about this. I don't really have hobbies, you know? Right. Like, I have so many friends that I don't hang out with anymore because my job, I get to hang out with friends. I travel a lot. I do all these these different conventions and make new friends and run into old friends. And that's what's cool about these conventions as well is running into old friends. But a lot of times you'll be coming to a convention and you get that little bit of anxiety like, oh, boy, okay, we're, you're about to run into all these friends, you know. But then when you get there, you know, you're reminded, okay, yeah. everything's all familiar good. faces, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all yeah. good. Nothing to be stressed out about, you know. But, yeah, I, I do realize that stress is a motherfucker, so I am conscious of it. So I'm always trying to. I also just finished reading this book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, like, my new favorite saying is I only have so many fucks to give a day. You know, right. is this important enough to give a fuck about? Because right. people will come at me with all this bullshit, you know, and, and, and having a big family like we have, all these different personalities, um, drama comes along with that. Yeah. People beefing with each other, and they all right. come to me. You know, I'm also... Uh, cursed with being a good listener. So people do come to me and talk and, 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 and spill their guts with all their problems. Um, but, you know, egos, dodge them like the plague, you know what I mean? Like, you just want good people around you. If you sense egos, just stay away from it. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, just try to breathe through it. Yeah. Is that why they call you the uncle? <laughs> <laughs> you know why my Instagram's Uncle Jeremy? I remember when, uh, when Instagram first came out, um, I typed in my full name and it was taken and I didn't know what it was. You know, I'm like, okay, can't do my name. And at the time that's when we had all the athletes, you know, and all, I was sort of like, I also played team manager. So all my skaters and surfers and BMXers, they all, you know, they all called me uncle Jeremy just cause I was, you know, older business guy or whatever. So, uh, you know, when my name wouldn't, it wouldn't let me use my name on Instagram. I typed in uncle Jeremy and it worked, but now I look back and I almost feel like, like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You need a turtle name. If I had it to do again, you know, would I pick Uncle Jeremy? But whatever, it works. I thought it was because you got violently drunk at parties. You thought what? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> you got violently drunk at parties? Yeah. Is that what you go, that's, yeah. That's oh, uncle that's right Uncle Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Like there he goes, fucking up Christmas dinner again. <laughs> no, no, that's the old man. Seal the deal with Sanoderm. This is the shit right here. This is the only tattoo aftercare product I use on my clients. If they walk out the door without it, I don't feel safe. I don't know about you. If you care about your tattoos at all, you need to use this product. It's easy to apply. It's comfortable to wear. It's it. It can heal anything. This shit can heal anything. You've seen the videos. Use code CAMSUCKS for 15% off. We love it so much. We teamed up with them. We're giving you 15% off. Use code CAMSUCKS. Go to standardarm.com. Have you, I'm sure you have, have you dealt with, or what are some major obstacles you've dealt with or like hate or people, you know, not liking the brand? Has that come in the picture over the years? You know, we're real fortunate. I know we have haters. I know there's people out there that don't like 
what we're doing, but luckily they keep it to themselves or they keep it, keep it to their own, their, cool. their own circles. Yeah. Online. There's been like three people that stuck in my head and I okay. wish it didn't, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But, um, and it's usually the, you know, traditional guys. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Traditional tattoos, a little bit more punk rock, old school. Um, what's, what's the beef about? Or like like well, track shirts. Get, has everybody <laughs> accused you is of stealing like any designs? I feel like that's a big that's a big yeah, thing. Yeah. They do it in this industry all the time. Like, well, yeah, yeah. There's been there's been some uh, some comments here and there, but I mean, dude, everyone borrows from each other. You know what exactly. I mean? That's a tough right. one. Um, but there was this one OG tattooer, and it's so small, it's not a big deal. But um, there was a conversation going on about it somewhere, and he put. Solon Art Collective, like capital letters, you know, like kind of saying these guys aren't tattooers, you know, they're they're art collective, you know what I mean? And I just remembered it, and then I, and then I was introduced to him at a convention, and I was like, okay, how's he gonna be? But he was actually nice, smiled, shook my hand. So I didn't say anything. Probably yeah. saw how fucking jacked you are. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big guy too. <laughs> no, I think we're fortunate. I, like I said, I know we got haters. I know there's plenty of people that don't like what we do. Uh, but fortunately, there's enough people that like what we're doing to right. to keep. Yeah, the when the support on. outweighs it, it just doesn't even fucking matter. And once again, as I get older, I'm learning, you know, like to just not care. There's so many things that used to stress me out and keep me up at night back in the day, whereas now I'm just like, nah, you know. Like I said, dude, we didn't, you know, we haven't always been this successful. I just bought my first home a couple years ago. You know what right. I mean? So. Awesome. And that right there, like, that's all I ever wanted. I'm like, I want this, this brand to be able to buy me a home one day, yeah. you know, and then I will feel like I, I, I'm successful, right. you know? So if like, if someone's hating, it's like, oh, fuck them. I bought a home. <laughs> Shut up. I feel like that's, that's what it is. It's like, yeah, I want to build this business so I can like take care of me and my family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just like anyone goes to an, any job typically. Totally. Uh, and if you can have fun doing it, then it's, uh, when you were talking about the stress, that's really like what it is. I'm playing and joking all day. You know, I, I want to laugh all day, which maybe sometimes is is bad, but that's how I deal with it. Like it's just funny. If something like really bad happens in the business, before we're finding solutions, we're making fun about it. You know? <laughs> just yeah, right. to kind of like ease into it, like relax. It's not that serious, you know. Now you uh, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, fiance. Yeah, fiance. Um. When you go home, are you ever, like, all talked out? Oh, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's huge. Like, communication is a success to a relationship, right? Yeah. So, and communicating even, like, when I know what I'm saying is ridiculous, but just being, like, honest about it. Because when, when her and I first met, like, I work seven days a week. You know, and I was like, yeah, maybe we can hang out once a month. And, and that was, like, real in my head. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to fucking build a relationship with this girl one day, one month at a time, you know? And nope. and she, like, went with it for a year, and then she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take a, a one day off a week, and that'll be your day. You know, and we still have that day, and that's date night, and whatever, if we spend it all day at the house doing nothing or if we go out and then, you know, kind of the, the smaller problems and like letting her know, like, um, this day I need to be by myself, you know? And then when I get home from work, I need like a half hour to an hour to just kind of sit there and, and be, you know, done. Yeah. Like I can't have important conversations. Yeah. I, I can't talk. 
Yeah, or, and just like, and not only with her, like with with anyone. Yeah. Even at the end of like Mondays, at the end of filming, uh, like I can't run to the other shop and make a bunch of decisions. I need to like go grab some food and just relax right. for a little bit. Yeah. Right. Do you eat by yourself? W- will I or? Sh- no, I just uh, the reason I ask. Like I've realized, like. I feel like I talk for a living, right? Like right. when I look at my phone at the end of the day, I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of conversations, you know? Yeah. So I'm one of those weird dudes that will go eat by myself now. I never used to. Everyone, like at work, you want to go grab lunch? You want to go grab lunch? Like I almost purposely will go eat by myself just yeah. to oh, yeah. not talk for that 45 minutes, whether I got my AirPods in watching videos, but I, I, I love eating by myself now. It's just you get that little quiet moment by yeah. yourself. You know, you ignore everyone for 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, because I feel like I talk for a living, so sometimes I feel bad. I get home, and, yeah, my wife's ready to talk. and <laughs> talked out. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people ask about my setup and the ink I use. All I use is Allegory ink. You have the white, the black, and the ultra black. This is my total setup right here. Get yours at allegoryinc.com. We got a discount code for you, unemployable, for 20% off all their ink. Again, allegoryinc.com. When I was, I told my, I got a couple teenagers, and I told my daughter uh, that I was coming over here to do this podcast, and uh, and I was like, oh, maybe, you, maybe you've seen them, maybe you've heard of them, and she don't like follow tattooers, but as soon as I pulled you guys up, she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've totally seen them. Yeah, they pop up all the time. I was like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's sick to even, like, videos are hitting the other coast, you know? It's just cool to see stuff like that. Yeah, and I see a lot, like, more people doing it, which I think is cool. Yeah. You know, because what it, it's like you said it earlier, markets your face. Like, you need to market your face. Yeah. Like, who are you? I want to know who I'm getting tattooed by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I'm going to probably sit with you for a long time. Yeah, you know, there's got to be a personality suck? behind you know? that tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, just tell me a little bit about, like, who you are and why you do this. Right. You know? just makes it easier, especially with, like, everyone in here. And it's fun because, like, we're – I'm really trying to encourage all the artists to make, create content, right? And it's just like it was when I started. It's, like, uncomfortable to be on camera. It's, like, what if I look stupid? What if I say the wrong thing? You know, all these what-ifs and doubt. Uh, just like when you start tattooing. You know, what yeah. if I fuck a lineup? Yeah. Um, just got to try it, though. Yeah, and, like, seeing – because we have some artists that it's just so fun to make more comedy-based stuff. And then we have some that it's like, okay, you're not into that at all. Yeah. Like, but you, let's do some more informational stuff. Yeah. Or, and we'll try them everywhere and, like, see what comes natural. And that's fun. You know, and, and then being like, yo, you're really good at this. And they're like, you know, really? You know, it's like, yeah, dude. And it's like, keep doing that. You know, and then. They go out, and it's like, oh, like, you're Phil, you're Cam, you know, you're Logan, whatever. I know who you are because I've seen your face. I know the work that's associated with it. It's more well-rounded, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have one of my guys, you know, who uh, he's six years sober, and he did a good amount of prison time, uh, Mohawk Matt. He's one of my right-hand men. And, uh, you know, I got a couple guys who – get on the platform and they start getting known and next thing you know they're they're trying to act they're trying to get their sag card they're doing auditions in hollywood and they're doing it they're yeah. getting in tv shows and super bowl commercials which i'm super hoon at my korean he's the one he's killing it in the acting world mohawk um i told him like dude you're a good storyteller you should do as many podcasts as you yeah. can and he did one then he did three and then he ended up getting on uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with soft white underbelly yeah 
Yeah, yeah, dude, he got. He was the only. He was the first person to get asked back for a second time because he's so good at telling stories and he's got a heart the size of Texas. He's he's loyal to a fault. He's such a good dude, but he's just like face tattoos. I mean, yeah. you can just tell he did time. You know yeah. what I mean? He's very intimidating looking, but he's a fucking sweetheart of a dude. And now he's just doing podcasts every week. Nice. He's telling a story. You know, he's 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 you know he's involved with recovery. He's speaking all these you know the youth and stuff. But he's killing it, dude. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm proud, but. You guys too, man. You guys are fucking killing it. Do not stop. Appreciate Do not slow you. down. Thank Keep you, fucking putting out that content because we're enjoying every bit of it. Good. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Here, man. Yeah. yeah, and same to you. And the, mm-hmm. it's really nice getting to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and like Thanks, seeing man. how to build a brand, you know, of that status and, and what to do. And I think it's an inspiration to anyone, not only in the clothing, but just to create their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. possible. Like, this is a realistic approach on it. You know, there's ups, there's downs, you know, and, yep. and you just stay with it, right? Yeah. And you said it in the beginning. You said, I'm not going to let this fail, right? And that's how I, I try to treat everything. And if I don't have that fire, I try to just let go of it, you know? Cause there's going to yeah. be failures. Right. Yeah. And, like, I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to stay with it. And, and that's just what it is. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable. Jeremy, thank you again for joining us, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Unemployable Podcast. We have the Unemployable t-shirt. It's okay. Also, we have a variety of other clothing on the modelcitizenapparel.com. You can even use discount code CAMSUCKS for 10% off.